Introducing the reigning, defending, undisputed champions of the world, your combat sport host, Maddie C. And the Maple Shark. It's time for them spiking words. Hello, good morning, and welcome to them spiking words with Maddie C and the Mako Shark coming to you live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. Mako Shark, how are you, mate? Good, mate. I'm well. We're back again. It's uh, bright and early on a nice Sunday here in Melbourne. Another big week. I'm excited. It's, uh, it's been a little bit of a treacherous morning for us, Matthew. Uh, we've said it before in the past. Live radio is a hell of a thing, and oh. uh, it keeps you on your toes, mate, doesn't it? Show must go on, as they say, Mako Shark. But our, uh, our big guest... Friend of the pod, the Duke of Canberra's. Uh, I don't, I don't know the rules of radio, but I reckon what he's done today is probably breaking all of them for us. He's broken the cardinal sin here for two men trying to run a nice radio show. But the Duke of Canberra, Duke Didier, was uh, one of Australia's finest combat athletes. He's a, a one championship, one fight championship fighter, and yes. has his own gym just opened up in Canberra. And we're real excited. A uh, son of a former Wallaby. Son, son of a plumber man. Son of a plumber man. And he's come down with COVID in the household, Matthew. COVID still getting it. struck Maker. him down. I didn't think it existed anymore, <laughs> to be honest with you. But I've got the text at oh, 6.45 no. on the way in. Sorry, boys, I'm out. And, uh, yeah, beads of sweat start going down my head. But uh, we'll be right, Matthew. This is Australia's Hot Australia show. And as you said, wow. it must push on here, mustn't must it? push on. And I've, uh, I've, I've tell you, if you ever want to feel 38 years old, Mako Shark, go out and play three quarters of football in 25-degree heat. Mm. In Shepparton yesterday, and I'm here though. I've got here, so I reckon the Duke is just uh, no excuses. But uh, the Maiden Gully Eagles maker round one next week. If you're out there and you're, there you you're a fan of the country footy, yeah, Bendy, go come and watch uh, a co-host of Australia's hottest radio show play against blokes half his age and uh, try and uh, look half good. I don't mind that, actually. Talking about footy, my uh, beloved Geelong Cats are not looking too great early on in the season, so I might have to come down. Uh, Country way and get my fix of footy because it's not going too well at the moment in the AFL for me. Well, yeah, if you saw the practice match yesterday, I don't think the my mob's going to make you feel any better going into the season. But I tell you, I'll take footy just quickly. My team had a good win last week and you instantly got the Gronks going, why can't we just stop the season now? Stop the season now. <laughs> yeah, that old chestnut. I tell you what, if there's no probably no worse sporting crowd than an AFL nuffy, is there? Yeah, look, I don't want to go into it too much, but I was sitting deep in the, the Carlton Social Club member on uh, on Thursday night there, and yeah, tell me uh, I didn't have a few alt... What's the word? Uh, exchanges. Exchanges. Yeah, a few yes. exchanges with a few uh, certain people in the crowd there, but it's all in fun. It is. It's all in Tell you what else is fun, and the Royal Derby Hotel Mako Shark, and today's a great combat sports day. There's a couple of things on. There's some UFC, there's some boxing, and then there's some footy. So if you want to go down and have a palmer... Or a, a roast. They do a roast down there, Mako Shark. Go down there yeah. and have your have your uh, your pot and your roast chook roll with some chippies. Great roast chook down there. We yeah. actually down don't there know why that. I just said chippies on national radio. It sounded, yeah. don't know, a little bit um, unmanly-like, Mako. No, big, I don't mind it. Yeah, okay. okay. But uh, yeah, Royal Derby, fantastic, mate. We've still got a big episode. Talk to me about the other part of the episode. Yeah. Because let's not, uh, let's not dwell on the Duke. He's had his time. Let's, uh, let's get to the exciting part. And the, one of the other guests that's coming on today, with an, an absolute amazing human, and what he's doing is uh, shows you the class class of, uh, of him. Yeah, this is massive. After the break, we'll be talking to Steve Scanlon. Uh, yes. uh, he's a 
He's been around the boxing industry for a long time now, manager of the Stars, managing Liam Wilson and plenty of others, CEO of ARC Sports Management. He's uh, Australian boxing royalty, Steve Scanlon, and he's heading out uh, today, actually. Mm. He's starting in about 45 minutes for charity for the kids. Yes. He's walking from Sydney to Brisbane, Matthew, over the next 26 days. Incredible feat. <laughs> I did a little bit of a deep dive on Stevie Scanlon last night. So, you know he's a big tech guy. Yeah, he's a big tech guy. He's like an entrepreneur. He's like mm. the Steve Jobs of the boxing world, though. He's sort of taken his... He's obviously succeeded in business and in the tech world, and now he's just living out everyone's... Passion. Every fight fan's dream and passion and just yep. seemingly travelling the world with great boxers and great people. So he's, I think, clocked it, hasn't he? I think he's clocked life, but he's not just clocking life and uh, enjoying the spoils. He's getting no. out there and giving back. Like, this is huge. I think right. he's doing... What's, it's about 1,000 kilometres, I think he's doing. 1,006, he told me. Yeah. 1,006 kilometres. He'd want to be... Um, the nutrition would want to get better than what I've seen, though. He had pot and palmers yesterday, so I don't, I don't know if that's the best. We'll have to ask him about that. I don't know if that was the best advice someone's given him if you're going to walk a thou. Mm. But uh, you might want to get more uh, sustenance into the body, mate. I would hope so. Start uh, cramming some energy drinks in there and some uh, Nutrigrain potentially, or some wheat beaks maybe this morning. Oh, I tell you, Mako Shark. And so we'll be talking to him, and that'll be great. And he's uh, he's obviously got some fighters that we're very uh, interested in, so we might be able to sneak a bit of that in as well. Yep. We talked about Big Fight Day, so there's a we we often say that we sort of don't give boxing the the plaudits or enough time, but there's one that snuck under my nose. Mm-hmm. Big Fight today. Yeah, Big Fight Mako. actually. So there's Caleb Plant, who is someone that sort of has got the boxing world sort of split down the middle. You either love or hate this guy. He's only lost coming to Canal Alvarez, which, you know, that's no, uh, that's not anything to be worried about. No, I mean, no. a lot of people have lost to him. And then he's mm-hmm. fighting a man by the name of David Benavidez. Oh, you've got me on the spot. No, Benavidez. Benavidez, mate. <clears throat> Shark, who's 26-0 and 0 and coming off four... Straight knockouts. So mm. this will be if you're up, if you're around, and yeah, you're looking fight. for something to watch today. I tell you what, that's uh, that's impressive. And it just they, I guess sometimes with the boxing world maker, you don't get the fights you want, and then sometimes you get fights like this that just slip under the radar. That, always. That I guess unless you're right into it, like Absolutely. we are. But well, this that's is, it. There's always every week. There seems to be a world class, high quality fight going on between two really esteemed blokes. And yeah, this is one of the good ones. Caleb Plant always worth watching. And Caleb Plant's last fight. If you want to go on YouTube, but I think that was the uh, that was when he did the dig your grave and threw the dirt on the bloke, yeah, which that was, is that was quite that, cold. that's what I'm saying. A, a very divisive sort of man mm-hmm, because that's mm-hmm. a little bit disrespectful when a man's unconscious in the ring. I think it was knockout of the year. The one through the ropes. No, that was Lee Wood. This one was a left yeah. hook that just flattened him, and then he went and stood next to him and did the shovel. Yep. Yep, 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 and got sort of pulled away. That, I that's, like it. That, do you like it? I don't mind that. Mm, I, I don't know about it because you've got a, it's a very high testosterone environment. You start doing dig the grave, the other people could get involved and it becomes a bit of a, a brouhaha potentially. But, yeah, I, I'm a bit of a respectful man when it comes to the boxing. I think I like when people win and just they're just happy with the win and don't have to go too far with that stuff. You're probably right. You're but probably we might right. see some of that today, I think. Oh, wow. I'm looking forward to that. Should be, what time's that in the afternoon there? It's a 12, 12, 12 o'clock yeah. card. Yeah, lovely, lovely. I will say the boxing pay-per-views have dropped in price. Have you noticed that? Yeah, yeah, I have noticed. Uh, it's gone from sort of that 55 down to 29. Is One that... of the only things in the world that's actually helping us at the moment <laughs> with the cost of living. It's, it's all right. Interest rates are through the roof, but boxing pay-per-views are main event are, uh, a little bit lower. So 29 bucks, that, that seems fair. 
It's reasonable. I guess it's because it's not your Tyson Fury sort of blokes trying to rip you right off, is it? No, that's probably fair. We'll get to him we will get to a little him. bit later on. We've, uh, I know you've got some, some mm. big things to say about that, Maker. Not happy with it. No. Not happy with Tyson. And we talk about the, uh, being a combat sports day. That's just one half of it. There's a UFC on, which will, uh, if you want to listen around and hang around, Maker, we'll give you a, something to dabble with later. But is there anything just off the top today that jumps out at you that uh, the early listeners might be able to get excited about? Well, it's a big one, actually. It's a fight night, not a pay-per-view here for the UFC today. So it's a freebie. It's a freebie. Well, so it's on a Fox good, Delta, nice freebie. It's but a good, good cheap day. Big fight. The yeah. main event's very intriguing, very exciting. Marlon Cheeto Vera up against Corey Santag. And this is a fight that... You know, this whets the appetite a lot. It was supposed to be, I think, a month or so ago in the UFC Apex, and the uh, the fans kicked up a stink because it's such a good fight. It would be a crime. I think Ariel Helwani went he went hard on it on his show as well. That this fight deserves fans. Can't you think be that's what's this. made it not there? Is it the Helwani influence? It's the Helwani factor, to be honest. But I think a lot of people kicked up a stink, and I think they realised this is too good a fight to be throwing away in a uh, Apex. So they've gone to San Antonio, Texas. They're back in stadiums here with fight nights. I like it a lot. Can't wait for it. That's a bloodthirsty state, San Antonio, Texas, for a for a fight night maker. Shot. You've gone from Apex to San Antonio, Texas. That's a that's a big a big difference in what was going to happen from a crowd perspective. Massive, mate. And we spoke about the Apex on our podcast this week. Please, for the listeners, what is it and where can they find us? Yeah, the podcast. Who the fuck are these guys? Yes, F-O-O-K if you are the censors at home. But that's the best podcast in Australia. Check us out. Them's fightingwords.sen on the socials as well. Get around us, Matthew. But I was just going to say, Drew Dober mentioned that, because I asked him, because he has the mythical chin, and I said, how does it, how is it as a fighter in that apex when you're hearing the impact of strikes mm. on your body from mm. an opponent? He actually said it's not good for him because he likes the crowd to tell him when he's getting hit because his chin's that good. such an he interesting just, take, It's a weird it? take. I would have thought the other. I would have thought there'd be nothing more unnerving than fighting another human that could potentially kill you. And you're hearing a leg crack against, like, when they're kicking your leg or when they're punching your chin, you're hearing that slap. I would have thought that'd be unnerving. Well, as you said, we had Drew Dober. On the podcast during the week. He's one of the most handsome men on the planet. This, uh, the great chin, the mythical chin, the jawline from absolute heaven. But yeah, as he said, he was fighting uh, Brad Riddell in the apex and just ignoring punches. He was getting punched in the face, ignored him, didn't really know it was happening because there wasn't any crowd there to react. So that's incredible. I found that incredible. Yeah, so... I don't know, but I'm happy the fans are back today for this fight because Cheeto Vera, we'll talk about it a bit later in the show, I reckon, we will. maybe last segment. But, yeah, that's an exciting fight. Tex has just come in, Mako Shark. Read that out to me and tell me your opinion on that, please. I was just listening to the Danny Green segment before you boys came on, and I know you guys are big Chock Mundine fans. We are. So the question is for you, lads, Mundine or Volk, who is the best fighter we have ever produced? Great question. Great question. Great. I reckon we'll get to that maybe a bit later when we can sink our teeth into that question. Well, I'll, I'll actually, I, I want to sit on that because... I'm going to mull that over. Yeah, it's a mull over. Yeah, the... On the surface, I'm just going to go Volk. But <laughs> you actually think about what Chock did. Yeah. He, he's under the radar, Chock Mundane. So we'll think about that, I reckon, for a segment and come back to it. I would like... This will, this will be an interesting discussion point. Great question. Great question. Jake in South Croydon. He's a South Croydon boy. Love a good bit Good of football South clubs out there in South Croydon, Mako mm. Shark. So look... We're going to get to a break. We'll have Steve Scanlon on next. This is Them's Fighting Words. We are live uh, across Australia, Mako, in all areas, national, regional, on the mm. app, on the airways. Yep. We'll, be ne- we'll be back next with Stevie Scanlon. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. 
Live across Australia on SEN and the SEN app. The lines will be open today too, Mako Shark. We've mm. uh, we've been a little bit uh, lax on that. So if you would like to call in one 736 736 and the SMS is 04 33981116. Absolutely. And as we mentioned on the intro, mate, uh, we've got Stevie Ooh. Scanlon here. He's sitting out on one of the all-time walks. The man this morning, I think at 9 a.m., is about to head off from Sydney all the way to Brisbane, over 1,000 kilometres by foot over the next 26 days. And we've got him on the line. Stevie Scanlon, how are you, mate? Good morning, boys. How are you? We're going well, thank you, mate. You're now a two-time on this radio show, so you're our absolute best friend of the show. Look at that. Unbelievable. Thank you for having us. I really appreciate it. How's the preparations going, mate? Because I don't know if you heard, but I said, I think I've seen on the Instagram you might have had a palmer yesterday in a pot. I don't know if that's the, I don't know if that's the best uh, nutrition uh, going into a big walk. But jokes aside, how are you feeling, mate? Because it's, uh, it's not going to be a, an easy feat. Oh, I'm pretty nervous now. So um, I've only, uh, I only planned it about three weeks ago. So it was something that came around pretty quick because, as you know, my schedule's pretty busy and Shockers. pretty tight. Um so, yeah, just squeezing it in. And, yeah, had, had a few beers yesterday. I've got about 70 people down here now. Um, awesome. All, all doing the first day with me, which is going to be amazing. Yeah, good. But I'm already sweating buckets, I can tell you. Everyone's <laughs> giving me a cuddle and saying, you haven't done anything and you're, you're saturated. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, ner- I'm very, very nervous, but, but excited at the same time. Absolutely. And for the people at home, just give us a little bit of a rundown on what it actually is and what it's for, because it's a hell of a cause. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, my um, two oldest children have a, uh, a very rare disease called uh, Frederick's ataxia. Mm. Um, so it's an incurable disease. So I'm looking to raise money to uh, fund clinicians to try and find a cure. So there's probably no better thing than, you know, raising money to, to help save the, your children's lives. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's about one in nine million odd that I've got two children with it. And there's Holy only about hell. 200 families affected in Australia. Is it, Sorry, that, those odds are unbelievable. And yeah, is it one of those things, mate, that you, you're doing this because you're not getting the support and I guess that, that, that you would like or the awareness? Is it, is it because things like this aren't in the public eye and we don't, you know, if we don't hear about it, we yeah. don't know about it unless we're affected? Is this something that you're hoping that will obviously build awareness to it and we can, we can build towards the cure, obviously? Absolutely. You know, there, there's, there's an amazing story I heard just before. The CEO of Farah has flown up from Melbourne and um, one of our employees in Technology People, um, his cousin, who's now 29, has Frederick's ataxia. But only two weeks, he didn't know about it up until mm. two... Well, obviously, the, the, the fellow who had Frederick's ataxia knew, but his cousin, up until two weeks ago, didn't actually know what the disease was called. Or, and he was at a barbecue and said, oh, I'm doing this walk on the first day, just loads of raising money for Frederick's ataxia. And he's like, that's what your cousin had. And he had no idea that that was it. Yep. Um, and the main reason I did it is my best mate and uh, best man and Ashton's godfather, he he, um, he called it by the wrong name about a month ago. And I was like, mate, you're my best mate. You don't even know what it's yeah, called. Yeah, that's... So it sort of just clicked in my head that I thought, I have to just do something. There's no government funding. Yep. There's just nothing. There's no there's no support. There's no awareness. So um, that's what sort of clicked me in the gear. And I just thought, well, what can I do that's huge that might create a little bit of attention? And then I've got Liam Wilson down. Liam Wilson's come down with us. Dara Foley's here. Benny Sava. There's a whole bunch of Tim Zoo's doing the last day with me in yeah, Brisbane. Good. Well, there's so no the better. Uh, right no better industry want. than like the boxing industry as a whole in this country to come together for something like this as well. And you've you've given so much to the sport yourself. So it's unreal for a few people to give back to you as well. 
Oh, it's 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 incredible, and it's highly emotional as well. Like I'm really tearing up now, just thinking about all the people that's jumped in. We've we've raised um, over twenty six thousand dollars on the on the GoFundMe page at the moment, and then through sponsorship, about a hundred grand as well already. So people just they they're just digging deep and they're just jumping in. It's 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 really just overwhelming and um, yeah, very humbling. Yeah, absolutely, and we're both fathers, mate. So. Can't imagine um, how emotional you must be. And you've, you sort of said you, you feel like you're tearing up. And, yeah, that's what you're doing um, is, is, is incredible. And I guess I'd love to know uh, what's, the, what's the trek, mate? Tell us where you're going to be and where people can find you along the way. Uh, where can they donate? Just give us all, all of that information, mate. Yeah, there's several ways that you can donate. The easiest probably way is just going through the uh, technologypeople.com.au website and then on the, on the landing page there, there's a, a big donate now thing. Yep. Um, and then from there, um, today we're walking to Barara um, and then after Barara, um, we head up to uh, Central Coast, Kararong or however you pronounce that. It's, it's all the way up through Coffs. I can uh, post that. That's on the website as well. But, Perfect. Uh, it's about 40 kilometres a day, um, in between 40 and 50 kilometres a day. Unbelievable. Which is, which is pretty pretty hectic, but it's amazing. It'd be pretty daunting. I hope you've uh, got a good shoe sponsor on board. I hope they're giving you some new, <laughs> maybe not new kicks every day, because they probably would give you more blisters, blisters. But I hope you're getting a good piece of footwear going. I've actually sponsored by Asics. So oh, I'll give them a plug now. Thank you, Asics. On and Rebel Sport. So yep. they've given us about seven pairs of shoes. Um, but I'm already sitting that much. I can feel blisters coming on. So I'll just, yeah. Oh, I've, dear. I've just got to uh, – I've never walked more than 15 kilometres on a day. So This is this um, is funny, mate. You're sweating before you've started and you can feel blisters coming on before you started. I reckon uh, day three or four could be, uh, could be an interesting time for you. <laughs> mate, you know what? The funny thing is I kind of want – I want it to be really hard because yes. my daughter's in a wheelchair and my son can't walk more than five metres. Got you. So when it does get really tough, I want to test myself and push yeah. myself and just go, you know what, no matter what, no matter how much pain I'm in, there's just nothing that can compare. So in a sick way, I, I kind of want, yeah. I kind of want to feel horrendous. I love that mindset as well, mate. And like, tell, talk us through it, like 40, 50 kilometres a day. Is there a way we can people can find out where you're sort of going to be each day that, yeah. you know, people are going to join you on each sort of segment? Yeah, yeah, there's a live tracker on www.com.au, uh, so you'll be able to monitor it there. I've, uh, there's a um, an Instagram, Scanners34, um, yep. and I'll be doing live updates and all that sort of stuff. I've got a support vehicle, which has been supplied by AusMV, it's a big Dodge Ram. That's my, is, um, uh, that's my win the lottery vehicle, mate. When I saw it, I was like, oh, that, I want that truck. <laughs> that's my lottery truck. But when you win the lottery, there's no giveaway like a big Dodge Ram. <laughs> Well, we can hit up OzMV and see if we can there get them go. to donate it on the uh, on the gala dinner in Brisbane, and, and uh, you can buy a raffle ticket. And hopefully, you win it there. Well, there you go. There you go. Yeah, we might we have to get OZMV. you on uh, each Sunday, I reckon, just for a few minutes, just to get a blister update here on the show, because you'll be doing it for the next twenty six days. So we can get you on the next three weeks and get a blister update going. Yeah, I reckon, I reckon there's going to be a few. There's You'd almost be, be our third host, mate, if we get you on the next three weeks. You just <laughs> slot straight into the third man role. Well, to be fair, I've got a lot of time on my hands. Yeah. So uh, if you do need a chat at any point in time, uh, feel free to give me a buzz. You did mention there there's a big gala happening at the end. It's on Friday, the 21st of April, all for the kids. It's a boxing event and, uh, yeah, just, yeah, just a big night, mate. Tell us a little bit about that and well, what's going to be going on the night. 
Yeah, so I used to sit on the board for the Starlight Foundation. So a couple of years ago, we did all for the kids one, mm-hmm. and uh, we raised uh, nearly a couple of hundred thousand for uh, the Starlight Foundation. So um, we've got seven professional fights. We've got uh, Ben Assane's backing up after his big win last night. Yes, which is incredible. Um, we've got Tawisi, heavyweight from Melbourne. Um, he's on the card. Viviana Ruiz fighting for three regional titles. Uh, plenty of corporates, three corporates. I love the corporate fights. They go hammer and tong. <laughs> um, and then, and then uh, so most of the ARC sports guys are on there. Um, but, yeah, that's at the ICC Royal Showgrounds in Brisbane. Um, really excited just to, to celebrate that night and, and watch a bit of entertainment, just hopefully put the feet up. And uh, Jack Bowen's on the card as well. Good, fantastic. Yeah, we love him, mate. We love him. I thought you just mentioned the corporate boxing. I don't know if you heard when we had your man Dara Foley on. I accidentally nearly booked you versus Dara when I I was trying to say uh, Stevie Spark. Stevie Spark, and I said, "So is the beef between you and Stevie Ski?" Goes he goes, "Stevie Scanlon's got a better chance to beat me than Stevie Spark." So hopefully that didn't set your phone off. People going, "Geez, you're, you're doing a walk. You're fighting one of your men. You're 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 a fitness freak." <laughs> well, Dara's Dara's coming on April twenty first, so he might call me out. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I think he wants to have a little crack at me, so that'll be good. Oh, mate, I love it. So, mate, so you're heading off. Tell us, half an hour is it? Where are you heading off from? Yeah, uh, half an hour now. Yeah, so from Kent Street, two hundred one Kent Street. Yeah, there's about seventy people here, all in, uh, all in the branded t-shirts with sponsors and all that sort of stuff. So it's pretty cool. Uh, heading up over the Harbour Bridge. Never walked across the bridge, so that's, that's exciting. exciting. There you go. Then uh, up through Chatswood. Apparently, a whole bunch of people are stopping there for yum char, so that's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to avoid that. And then uh, we, we end up in the bush in Barara because there's a part of the motorway or the highway there that you can't walk. Yep. So we've got to go through that national park and around and up, and we finish up at Barara Oval in however many hours it is, but it's 37 kilometres today. Well, that's, good, yeah. good luck for tomorrow, I reckon, because today's all exciting and everyone's yep. up and about and in your grill and everyone's up and, you know, it's very exciting today. But tomorrow and the next day is when it's really going to start setting in, I reckon, when everyone's dropped off a bit and it's just you out there. Yeah, yeah. Well, tomorrow, tomorrow's a lonely day. I'm pretty much by myself. So mm. going from all of this and the emotion and then tonight into tomorrow, it's going to be really tough. But, you know, that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? it I is. kind of, I'm kind of looking forward to being by myself. Yep. Just so I can sort of think things through, analyse a little bit of it and, and just, I, I like being by myself so I'm, I'm looking forward to that as well. Mate, it's incredible what you're doing. We're, we're going to be absolutely keeping tabs on you. We'll be sharing everything where people can donate, where people can follow along. We'll try and help in our small part with getting the awareness out there. As I said, we're both fathers. Mate, it's, it's really um, heartwarming and, and touching this story. So we're, we're fully behind you um, and I hope at the end of this um, so in some small part, you get um, a little bit more awareness out there and, and some support for what um, you're trying to do, mate. So all the best with the walk. We'll check in with you. And we really appreciate you jumping on to share share this story. It's, it's um, really heartwarming, mate. Thank you, fellas. And thank you for all your support. Thank you for your donation. And, um, yeah, no, I really appreciate it. Very big supporters. So I, I can't thank you enough. Nah, you're a ripper, mate. Can't wait to uh, see how you go. And yeah, real proud of you, mate. Well done, and we will chat to you soon, mate. Thanks for jumping on. Thanks, boys. Talk soon.
That was uh, Stevie Scanlon joining us, and we'll be following him along, mate. And that's, he's a ripper. Yeah. It must be said. People, if you don't know him, get around him for this. Yep. This is huge. And he's, we don't have to, you know, this is one thing, but he's been one of our biggest helpers and supporters he on has. the podcast journey we've been on and radio. They're nothing but great, the Ark Sport boys. No, they They've helped us, helped us out heaps. They so have, maker. This is huge from Stevie. And, uh, yeah, very, very, very proud of the man. Absolutely. Well, we'll be back, Mako Shark, after the break with a lot more fun and uh, stuff to talk about. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Mako, what a great chat we just had with Steve. Great chat with Steve. I love that sort of stuff. Like, yeah. It's obviously heart-wrenching yes. to hear that the man's got two children afflicted with this horrible, horrible disease. Really, uh, yeah, as you said, we're both fathers. I've got a little girl at home, and even when she just sort of falls over and, uh, and just bumps her head on the table a little bit and starts crying, it just breaks your heart, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So I, uh, I applaud what Stevie's doing, and I hope that maybe one day if we had to, we'd have the, uh, the testicular fortitude to get out there and do the same sort of thing. I think we would. I think we would. Now, talking about testicular fortitude, what a great segue. You're very good at the segues. I try. Okay, that was a very well planned. If it wasn't, well, you did well into a man who's got heaps of it, Justin Gaethje last week. We thought it was going to be, I think you called it out on air and on the podcast that it would be a, a big bonus fight. And what, what was it? Did it live up to it? Well, absolutely. Yeah. UFC 286 last Sunday was happening just as we went off air. Yes. And uh, yeah, I guaranteed, I think I guaranteed everyone in the world that that, that fight, Justin Gaethje versus the big fizz, Raphael oh, man. Fiziev. I coined his arms the best pipes you've ever seen. Best biceps in world sport. <laughs> of any athlete. Win. If you're out there, SMS in, who has the best <laughs> biceps in world sport? Not just fighting, just in sport in general, I reckon. Best yeah. biceps, I'd like to know. But One in the AFL that jumps out, Scott Pendlebury, just quickly, about the best name. He's got very well sculpted. Still got good pipes on him, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. For a 35-year-old. That's... Courtney Johns, one of your old men. Oh. He had the absolute... <laughs> Behemoth cannons. The Messiah, the, the big ticket. He Absolutely, was our man. yeah. Had a turning circle of a VW bus. He did, Poor fellow. He had the hip issues. But uh, talk back, going back to the pipes of the UFC, talk about the yeah. fizz. Well, yeah, I said it was going to be fight of the night, guaranteed, and that's exactly what they delivered. It's it just exactly what it says on the tin there, Gagey versus Fiziev. And, yeah, look like uh, Fiziev yes. was going to be too fast for him, a little was, bit too yeah. sharp for him early because, you know, this new breed of fighter coming up, we talked all about him. Killers. They're killers coming up. And some of these older blokes, the Gages and these Poirier still, they're just saying, come on, boys, give us your best shot because we can take it. And that's what happened. I reckon just wore him down, Justin Gage. He's very, very tough. Very, very tough. tough. Just wore Fiziev's best and said, mate, I'm still here. And then just took over in that third round and really put a clinic on Fiziev. Uppercuts, just landing at will. The jab just Jab looked good, didn't it? Minced his face up. Yeah, it was a mincing. So I think Justin Gage just said, yep. We actually talked about it a bit with him, actually. Like, he's very good. He beats all these blokes. A VFL footballer analogy? Almost the VFL footballer. Probably better than that a little bit. Better he is than better that. than that. Yeah. It's like the bloke that gets 100 touches in the VFL, yeah. comes up and just can't quite win the... You know, gets seven and has three turnovers and gets mm. dropped. The old yo-yo. It's interesting. It must be pretty frustrating to be in that position for Justin Gagey, knowing that you know, you've know you had your title shots and just fallen short, but then mm. you can go back and really put a clinic on most others. And they talk uh, a potential rematch with Poirier. So Poirier, that, that would yeah. then lead him, if he wins that, that would say, I want another title shot. So I, I know think... deep down he, he wants to win the belt legitimately. Oh, yeah. So he's got one more run in him, yeah. one, more, one more shot yeah. to try and go for the title. And I think that's a great fight, Matty. I him versus Dustin Poirier again would be a hell of a fight because they fought about, what, four or five years ago? It was yep. an absolute war. 
Gagey, uh, he actually got beaten. Dustin Poirier did what Dustin Poirier does and just out toughs blokes. And yeah. Another fight. Was, creeps up on you, that man. He creeps up on you. Went the full distance almost and then got the better of him and stopped him, I think, in the fourth round in that yep. fight. But it was tough as. Was. That's the fight I would like to see. Yep. And I think the winner of that, I guess, then could get a title shot. But, you know, it's tricky with uh, Islam there. and Very tricky. Mm. And he's calling, to, I think, to fight up. But it's just a bit, it's a bit of a circus at the moment through that way. It is a mess. I tell you what wasn't a mess, though, is the trilogy fight in the main event. Mm. We were, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit underrated of, of Leon, but we did bring that stat out, which we love stats. It is yeah, it was a good stat, it's mate. It was a good stat. What was the stat? The stat was... Three title out. rematches. Yeah. Blokes trying to win their title back in immediate rematches. Three and eleven. So you can now chalk that down as three and twelve. <laughs> three now. and twelve. So if you're uh, if you're out there, and you want to have a little dabble, and you want to do it responsibly. It if you're uh, going for champions that lose in rematches, back the mm. person who's freshly won the belt. Doesn't bode well for Israel Edes on you coming up next month, does it? Immediate rematch, looking to win his belt back. He might go three oh. and thirteen. This stat now. Uh oh, yeah, your boy. Mm, That's boy. not making you very excited. Don't let him know about that stat. To be honest, <laughs> I tell you, we've got something in here too. I love a bit of a here we go activity. Bit of text. Best biceps of all time were Hulk Hogan, twenty-four inch pythons. Twenty-four inch pythons, brother. Ash from Malvin. First time texter. Good on you, Ash. Thank you, Ash from Malvin. Good call. Great call. But maybe uh, I like the more. Uh, Natural. Mm. So what are you trying to say there? I'll just... Well, I think it's actually quite well known that Hulk Hogan <laughs> abused the gear. Big Tez? He did have the big 24-inch tanned up from Venice Beach <laughs> pythons. What about the Ultimate Warriors pythons back in those days? Yeah, they're all... More... That's a different... That's like if we just... That's a whole nother... I'm talking like under the uh, the Asada sort mm. of program. I, I reckon the, the big fizzes pipes are up there. They're like, doing, yeah, natural pipes. You're like a natural pipe, Matthew. <laughs> I love my pipes, natural. But uh, let's talk about the Leon yeah. Edwards fight. Yes, a please. Bit. I think please I do. have to probably put my hand up a little bit. I uh, I don't think I underrated him, but I think I gave Osman a bit too much credit potentially and thought he would come back in and waltz mm. to a victory because, you know, he looked like he was going to win that second fight pretty yes. comfortably and didn't because of the Hail Mary head kick. But no, yeah. Leon Edwards proving that it was no fluke, Matthew. It was definitely not. I loved his game plan. Great cup. Our whole shtick is we don't like getting too technical, but I will just for a second because the way he attacked him with the kicks yep. to the lower part of his body. Kept him guessing. Kept him guessing. And then in the last round, you saw him throw mm-hmm. fists and look like he could – he was world-class boxing in that. It was uppercuts. There was hooks. It was jabs. He looked really good, Leon. And that's obviously what happens. They say if you get knocked out in that manner, it, you cannot help but have it affect you a little bit. And mm-hmm. as you saw, he was clearly the whole fight worried about the head kick. Yep. And Leon was so smart that he wasn't spamming that. He was, you know, changing levels. May I may not have cheated a couple of times. He did. Yeah, he grabbed the fence, but he lost the point still and still managed to win the fight. Pretty Teddy Atlas came out. Did you see what he said uh, before the fight? Didn't see the team. So he was big on Leon winning, not because of our great stat that we've brought to the, the mm-hmm. audience, but... Uh, his stat was when champions become champions, they level up. Yes, and in your confidence. head you go, that's that doesn't make much sense because it's only one fight. But then if you see the way he performed, mm. yeah, he looked like a champion. He 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 carried himself unbelievably. Yep. Had a great game plan and went out and beat. I guess one of what they're saying is the best of all time. Which I'd like to sort of speak to you about that before we get off the air today. But just quickly, so for Leon has a great win. What's next for him? What's next for Usman? Do you think? Well, they're saying, don't know why it's already come out and said comprehensively, Colby Covington is the next shot there at 170 oh, for the title. Which don't get us started on him. Ruffled a few feathers there that he's just waltzing back into a title shot. If I had is, feathers, they'd be ruffled. This this sport. Is that even, I just said that word completely wrong then. I had a lisp. 
when I said ruffle. A bit of Lloyd Christmas just come on there, but uh, yeah, the sport seems a bit odd. It's, yeah. it's basically who can sell. We know this. Whoever can sell the most pay per view sometimes jumps the queue. But it does. Uh, there's probably other blokes at 170 that deserve a shot in front of Colby, I reckon. So it's interesting what happens there. What happens with Usman as well? No one really knows. Mm, dangerous. Because does he does he try and go back to the well? Does he want to take these other fights and these contenders, or does he does he wrap it up, Matthew? He's had a hell of a career. He's, not, he's older than you think, isn't he? He's older. He's only he's 35, 34, but. His knees are shot. Yeah. His body has just been beaten up. He apparently he has to walk down steps backwards. His knees are that blown out. <laughs> what? Yeah. Is that actually a like, thing? That's a thing. Like, his knees are legitimately cooked. Well, he's going to be in a wheelchair at 40. He'll probably have to get a double replacement. A double replacement? Court, he's in all sorts of pain. So whether or not he has the commitment to just go back Ooh. to the well again, I'm not sure. Do we think a double replacement sub 40 is not great? Not great, is it? <laughs> We've got another text here, Matthew. I'm loving got? this text machine today. We're talking about biceps. Gets, yeah. It gets everyone involved. Tell Chris, you what, you know, who, knew, who knew people had an... A love for biceps as much as us, but they do. Everyone loves a good bicep. Chris Tarrant, former Collingwood player. That is a good call. He oh, had yeah. some absolute He rubbed some oil on him too, didn't he? He got the oil on him, he did. didn't he? He got some oil. Like Tom Hawkins, my boy. Yes. Just oil him up. We could ask another. Does Tom Hawkins have the smallest feet of any big person in the in the history of sport? He has got little no, stumps. No, 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 no. This is sacrilege. You can't go with this on radio, <laughs> yeah, right? I just have. I, mate, I can't stop looking at them. They're little stumps. No, They're Tom so Hawkins small. Has... He's got a size nine or ten max. I'm going to try and get him. This is SEM. We could reach out. Tom Hawkins, if you're out there, let us know your shoe size because I reckon you're running a solid 11 or 12. That's not big for a, a solid 11. He's six foot four. That's okay. You're going with sacrilege, calling him out for short feet, and I don't, I don't appreciate it to be honest. <laughs> I, I knew I'd get, get you going every time, but I'm telling you, out there, anyone out there has looked at his feet. You won't be able to unsee them if you see them because they, they are small. I'm distracted by his just his collegiate jock handsomeness. Think, and we're his, going uh, off script here a bit, but do you think that the, the uh, I guess the form slump of your team is when he shaved the goatee slash moustache on the preseason? Yeah, the goatee was providing a bit there in preseason. <laughs> I'm thinking it's. I actually, I think the Geelong football team currently is a little bit like a uh, a child that gets lost in the supermarket, can't find their mum, oh, and yeah. our mum's Joel Selwood. Yeah. Oh, and we're, 100%. we're looking for our mum in the supermarket, yeah. and we can't find him. Yeah, and we're all a little bit panicked. We've just got into footy weirdly, but yes, there's no way you would ever cop seven straight goals if Joel Selwood was out there against Collingwood round one. And there's no way you'd let Carlton beat you with Joel. Love you, Joel. Love you, mate. But yeah, this is not a football program. No, it's a fighting not. program, Matthew. Definitely and we're going to be back after the break, I reckon. We're going to talk a little bit about yes, today's we main got, event. We got that. We got uh, a little bit of uh, boxing controversy with uh, Tyson mm, and Big yeah, Gappy. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah, Belly yeah. versus Big Gappy. Usyk and Fury. Yes. This, the boxing industry has got a lot to answer for. It Matthew. does. And you're going to put them on blast after the break, Mako Shark. Live on SEN, this is Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. Welcome back to Them's Fighting Words with Matty C and the Mako Shark. And what a great episode it's been, Mako. We're a bit nervous coming into it because we lost two segments with the Duke, but we've just filled it with, I guess, pipe updates. And we've got one more here. Oh, yeah, the bicep's getting the listeners in. This Who is bicep This is updates. a good shout. This is a, this is a traditional Another sep. one is off the text machine, the world-famous text machine. Pound for pound, it would have to be Liber Senior from the Doggies with oh. the biggest biceps. Liberatore Senior. Yeah, he had some good pipes on him. He did. Yeah, he's a bit of an angry little man, wasn't he? He is. He is. But I'd like to um to just uh, reverse it up. The George Costanza beep beep beep. beep. We had a we had a text from Jace, Jace on South South Croydon. Croydon. Yeah, good text. This one was. Who do we think is Australia's best fighter out of the Volk and Mundine? Anthony Mundine versus Volk. 
if we talk about recency bias, we instantly just go Volk. But we've had a bit of a chat off air, and wh- what do we think here? What are we thinking? Well, I think yes, it's Volk. Yeah. Let's be honest. <laughs> I built it up. I it's built it up. It's definitely Volk. Volk. We're going to just put that out there. Preface it with it, the answer's Volk. Answer's Volk. But why it's not though? As... Why is the answer Volk? Because Volk's the best in the world. I don't think we've had an athlete to really scale the heights of anyone like the Volk has done in his chosen field. Pound for pound, number one in the world. We've had world champions in boxing over yes. and over again, but have we ever had the number one pound for pound best boxer on the planet? I'm not sure if we ever have. Probably no. have. Someone's probably going to call in and say, of course we have. But the Volk is at the highest highs I think anyone's ever been at in this country in any sport almost. Like the man is, I, even though he lost his last fight, he's fair and near on unbeatable. I still feel like he won that fight. So, but I mean, Chalk, Chalk, Chalk he knocked out Shane Mosley. He did. He did. Beat Danny Green. Beat Danny Green convincingly in that Beat first Sam fight. Solomon three times. Yeah, he beat Slam and Sam Solomon three times. Revenged his loss to Garth Wood. Yeah. <laughs> These are all good points. Garth Wood sounds like a country musician. Revenged. Revenged him. We're, I'm a big Chalk fan. We're, I know you are. Big, we're well, big I think Chuck we're two, fans, of, but... two of only maybe five in mm. Australia that truly loved him. We loved him deeply all the way through that golden era. And jokes he... aside, I think his record was... It's the, typi- it's the typical boxing thing, though. Fight too long. Yeah, and then when you look at his record, take away the, the end surface, of the record. What is it? It's forty. Was it forty-eight and eleven? But take away. What you of say? He had six six losses in his last eight. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't count that towards. So if let's say he stopped forty-six and five or something, yeah. like that, that's a hell of a record. And then the Volks twenty-five and two. So they're um, I guess they're on on par in a sense. But Volks done on a bigger scale. Volk, would be yeah. Volk. He's doing it in the best. Like I'd say, I call it a league, the UFC, the best MMA league yeah, in the world. In the whole world. He's doing it on the biggest scale. Yeah. He's won the belt. He's beat Hall of Famers consistently. He's basically should be a champ, champ. He should um, be going yep. up in weight. Yep. So yeah, that look, that's probably I would say fair. Good text. Good question. Great good, text. Uh, good little debate that you could have. But yeah, it's definitely Volk Matthew. Hey, Jace from South Croydon's welcome to text any time if he's going to bring gold like that. And if we had if we had a prize pool, we you know the right, you know, if we had if we had hams or one of those you know those charger packs they always give out here. Yeah, if we had yeah, any yeah, of that yeah. stuff, I'm going to try and get under Pataki so we can start giving What's away a power hams. Pack? Yeah, those the power, power packs or a Milwaukee power pack. <laughs> if you're out there, we get a prize pack. You want to give Jace from South Croydon a power pack? Cool. Oh, no, I want to get him a bataki, to be honest. You reckon? Yeah, I want a bataki. Well, the man, no, I think if it's the man, I know who it is. I think he knows how to cook a ham, too. He does know. He won't give ham. you that cold Christmas ham. Matthew, we better just touch on it before the show ends. <laughs> We've got a big fight coming up. Uh, the fights are on. The yes, prelims sorry. have started. The main events. Sorry, I got, starting, uh, I got uh, Christmas hammed him up, all up in my grill then. It's uh, Cheeto Vera, Corey Sandhagen. This is going to be a great fight, Matthew. My inkling is Cheeto Vera is going to get over the line. It's going to probably be a real tough fight. It looks like. Yep. The way all Cheeto fights seem to go, he seems to get sort of pieced up a little early and then he comes out late and just hits someone with a head kick or he knocks them out or he does something tough. Do you think Do you think that type of fight today could be the downfall, though? Could be. Because Sandhagen's, uh, Sandhagen's a, a bad man who no longer likes his back piece. And I don't know about you, but you don't want to fight a man who's disappointed own. with his own back piece tattoo. Oh, wow, He'll a... be fighting with a real chip on his back. Lucky you can't see it, I guess. <laughs> But he has the power to ice him. He does. It's going to be a hell of a fight, that one. So make sure you're watching that. Holly Holm also in the co-main, back again, the preacher's daughter. Yeah, she's always. one of the greatest to do it in the female she's division. She's one of the greatest to ever do it. I asked you the town. question, is she? Is it? Is it the time where, you know, they become washed and then the other the other person comes over the top? Or you said she she just signed a six-fight deal. a six-fight deal, I think. So, so that's huge for Holly is. Holm at this point in her career. So she must think she's got some gas left in the tank, Matthew. And is that man Cunner? 
the linguist, Lingo, yeah. Austin Lingo in a big fight today as well, the cunning linguist. <laughs> I'm excited for that fight. But, uh, yeah, good fight night coming up. Great fight night. If you want to have a dabble, do so responsibly, Mako Shark. Absolutely. You just, now, yeah. before we finish, because we have to really wrap it up soon, but I want to get across you, you were steaming because you, you're always critical on the boxing, not getting the fights we want. We thought we had the fight we wanted in the heavyweight. We mm. wanted to unify the belts. We were going to get it. It's the first time in a long time it was going to happen. You had both men agree. But what happened? What's happened? Who the hell knows? Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk. Is this Fury's fault or is it Usyk's fault? They're both, I think, blaming each other. It seems like it's Tyson Fury's fault, but then he's coming out and saying that Usyk wanted the rematch clause and he wanted this, he wanted that, he wanted money for the... I don't know. You can't trust anyone in this game. It's just disappointing. All I know is... is, For the sport, they needed to do it. Fans miss out on this. Fury said he'd fight him for free. Yeah, and then he's haggling over a... Nonsense. And then Usyk said he's seemingly taking anything, but then he was haggling over a rematch clause. Mm. I think both men, mm. right, had a duty to the sport... They do. ...to fight. Because now you're going to get... Fury's going to fight Ruiz and just jab him and beat him, right? And then Usyk's going to fight this Dubos and he'll beat him. Yeah. And then we're just at the same... We've had this two more be... fights and we're in the same position yep. at the back end of this year... Joshua and Wilder doing their thing, but it just needed it needed two men to shake hands, come together, unify the belts, and give the fans exactly what they wanted, Mako Shark. Couldn't agree more, mate. And I reckon that's what we've done here. We've unified I'll, sports radio. We have. I was going to say, we've given the fans what they want, Mako. Absolutely, we have. But uh, Just quickly, where can they find us? Themsfightingwords.sen on the social medias. Please get around us. And, uh, yeah, this is another great episode, Matthew. We are probably Australia's hottest radio at this point. <laughs> We are, Mako. Shark. Quick shout out to the wife. Seven seven years married today, Mako. Oh, lovely. So I had to get that in. Congrats. Good. Thank you, mate. So we'll be back next week, 8 a.m., Australia's hottest radio show. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram. See you next week. <laughs>